very warm welcome to each and every one of you. Um, we want to wholeheartedly welcome everyone, whatever your gender identity or sexual orientation, your race or ethnicity, national origin, language, primary language or languages, religion or otherwise, age, opinions, beliefs, physical or mental abilities, or any other expressions of our diverse humanity. We want everybody to feel fully welcome here, and I hope that everything about this retreat will be an expression of that, an expression of, of welcoming everybody without exception. Um, and that just to say that that is our sincerest intention, and, um, and that's what we enter into this retreat, um, sincerely wishing for. Um, we had a similar retreat last year, and uh, it had a slightly different name. The names are somewhat fungible, you know, they, as long as they point towards the, um, to, towards the truth, towards opening our hearts. But last year, was, we called the retreat Opening Our Hearts to Ourselves and the World. And in a way, I like that, I like that kind of the, the world, bringing, consciously bringing the world in, because the world is here. We bring the world in. No way we could avoid doing it. And I think it serves us all. It serves ourselves and and others as well, that we fully open our hearts, not just to what's going on for us right now, not just for what's going on for us collectively here together, but our, our wider world, um, our, the, the world that we live in. And our intention is to help together create a, really a field of kindness, of loving kindness, of friendliness to ourselves and to each other, and to ultimately to all beings. We may not be in that place right now of all beings. There may be people or individuals in our own lives or in the world that we find difficult to be open-hearted towards. We may be feeling very close to them. But the teachings of loving-kindness really point to the possibility, the the, the, the real potential in each one of us to open our hearts really in a, in a boundless and, and an immeasurable way. You know, so that, you know, we, some, we might sometimes think, you know, I can, I can let these 300 people into my heart, but 301 will break, you know, be the straw that breaks the camel's back. But, you know, when we open our hearts, we're actually, it's like we're building a muscle. We're training ourselves. And the more we build that muscle, the more we open our hearts, the more capacity we have to keep opening our hearts, which is really, you know, when, when it's spoken of in, you know, different Buddhist traditions of, of loving kindness being immeasurable and boundless. That's really what it means. You know, you think of someone like the Dalai Lama and maybe in many other traditions as well. Somebody who, despite 
a lot of afflictions and a lot, you know, everything that's been done to the Tibetan people and culture, he keeps his heart wide open to, in a sense, particularly even to the Chinese authorities. And he says, you know, if I, if I hate anybody, if I hate them, if I make them into the enemy, then it's, it's I who am suffering. I'm suffering myself. My heart is closed. I feel separation. So our intention is to create this, a field of kindness, to create, you know, to make this a space of, of, of uh, or a field of loving kindness. And not in a way that is idealized, you know, that kind of everything's hunky-dory and kumbaya and there aren't any conflicts or difficulties. Because these are really very much a part of being human. We can't avoid conflicts. Get, we are going to come into, we're going to have differences. We're going to have different views with people. We're going to have different needs being expressed, different feelings about things. Um, so there's nothing inherently wrong with conflict if it can be, if it can be met, if it can be um, engaged in, in, in an open-hearted way with kindness and compassion. So not to cover over everything. We will feel discomfort, probably maybe some pain or restlessness this weekend. But having the intention of being together with kindness, with the wish to care for each other, which we can do even if we're in silence together. You know, being in silence might sometimes seem like um, it's kind of separating our, it, ourselves from each other. But in fact, if anyone here has done a retreat, been on a retreat, you probably experience... How many of you have been on a retreat of at least a weekend or more? So quite a few of you, yeah. Um, You'll be familiar with the experience of, of um, being together with people in silence over a number of days and building up an incredible connection with people. You know, I just have a story that comes to me of being on a 10-day a retreat up in Massachusetts. And, um, you know, in those days, we, everyone has a, an individual room now. But back, back then, uh, we sh typically shared... And I got there, I think, a little bit later and got out of the hall late. And then I found that I would go to my room every night and I was sharing a, a room with somebody and I didn't even see their face for over a week. You know, and, and yet there was this kind of this connection of, um, you know, we're, we're, we're cultivating um, an open heart. Um, in a sense, we're going inward. And in going inward, we're actually more and more opening our heart and seeing that we're not separate from each other, that we're opening our hearts to others and to the world. So I put this out as a kind of as the kind of the a frame in a way for um, for our time together. Um, nothing that I'm saying is to be believed, but rather to be explored in your own experience, in our own experience. You know, just the, the Buddha taught, you know, the word in Pali is ehipasiko, and it really translates as see for yourself, see for yourself. 
this is something I've always found inspiring about practicing in this tradition, is that you don't kind of take on, okay, I, I have to accept this set of beliefs in order to in order to practice, in order to come on retreat or go to classes. But rather, we, perhaps most we, we do, we suspend disbelief. I think that's certainly helpful. It doesn't help to come in and, ah, it's cynical, this is a lot of nonsense. It's obviously helpful to have confidence, have trust, at least to have an open heart. Skeptical, yes, an open heart. And then really see for ourselves. It's bringing our awareness to our own direct experience and seeing what arises moment to moment in our experience. Seeing is there, you know, in some way an opening, is there a letting go of something we might be holding on to? Um, so I'd like to just have a, um, a, a period of uh, a, a sitting meditation. This will be maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I invite you to begin by finding a posture that's upright, alert, and at the same time as comfortable and relaxed. So it's helpful if your shoulders are relaxed as much as possible. The back is straight. Your chest open so you can so you can breathe easily. You can have your hands in your lap or on your knees or whatever's comfortable for hand posture, hand position. And you can, if it's comfortable to you, you can close your eyes, let your attention come inward. Or you can keep your eyes open. And if you do, it's helpful to have a an unfocused gaze, maybe looking ahead of you five or six feet. Nothing sacrosanct about whether the eyes are closed or open. You know, certain traditions prefer one rather than the other. But it's really what feels what feels most natural and easeful for you as you're sitting. What helps you be be here, be awake, or as awake as you can be. So you might make any slight adjustments in your posture to be to be as comfortable as you can be right now. Just let your if you're sitting on a chair, let your feet be touching the floor, connected with the floor. And if you're sitting on a cushion, just make sure that you're not putting too much strain on any part of the body and that you can sit in a way that's um, that's comfortable and that doesn't cause excessive strain. So take a moment or two just to check in with yourself right now. Just notice what might be present as we begin this meditation.
notice the bodily sensations of your body on the cushion or on the chair or on the bench, feeling the the contact with the surface beneath you, feeling maybe pressure <clears throat> or warmth, pulsing or tingling, whatever, whatever is here right now, whatever is noticeable. See if you can meet whatever is here with whatever is present with kindness and with interest, with curiosity, with acceptance. You could take a few deeper breaths. This can help us to settle a little bit more. So whenever you're ready, you might just take a nice full deep in-breath, filling the chest, filling the lungs. You might hold, hold it very briefly and then release the breath. Nice, long, slow out-breath. until all the breath has been released. And again, nice full deep in-breath, filling the lungs, filling the chest, and relaxing, letting go on the out-breath. You might imagine that your any stresses or tensions are being released as you breathe out. And as you breathe in, you could invite in a quality of calm or ease. You could say that word or one of those words to yourself, calm or ease, as you breathe in and as you breathe out. Breathing in, calming the body. Breathing out, calming the mind. So you might, for another breath or two, continue to breathe deeply, in-breath and out-breath. And whenever you're ready, just let the breath return to its natural rhythm just however it is right now, without making it longer or shorter. Just being aware of your breathing as it is. You might consciously put aside business of your life that you can leave to one side. You know, the responsibilities and the to-do lists and the emails and the calls and the meetings. Just for the time that we're here, you can, or maybe with some minor exceptions, you can let yourself be fully here So 
putting aside the plans and the memories. Allow yourself to be present with whatever is here for you right now. Whatever bodily feelings are present. See if you can meet them with with kindness and with acceptance. If it's helpful, you can just keep a a light attention on your breathing. Breathing in, breathing out. This can help help us stay present so we're not just wandering off into thought. You can be here. You might bring your awareness to any mood or emotion or mind state that could be present right now. And there might be a feeling of sadness or grief. Might be a feeling of peace or joy. There might be tiredness or restlessness Or you might feel excited or energized. See if you can just be aware of what's here right now. And meet it with kindness. Accepting what's here right now with kindness, with care. share a short poem by Martha Postlethwaite that may speak to you in terms of how we can create a space for to open our hearts to what is present here and now. It's a poem called Clearing. Do not try to save the whole world or do anything grandiose. Instead, create a clearing in the dense forest of your life and wait there patiently until the song that is yours alone to sing falls into your open, cupped hands and you recognize and greet it. Only then will you know how to give yourself to this world so worthy of rescue. So this 
sense of creating a space, creating a clearing in the dense forest of our lives and waiting patiently in the silence and the stillness for whatever clarity or insight or truth might arise out of the out of the silence and out of the stillness. take a few quiet minutes and see if you can just bring kindness and curiosity to what is present for you, what's arising for you, moment to moment. Kindly curious might be a way of putting the attention that we bring to our experience. If you notice your attention has moved into thinking, maybe you think about something you've got to do in the future or something that happened in the past. Or sometimes it could be just daydreaming, words, images coming up. Just gently, kindly, patiently, let your attention come back to your body, come back to your breath back to this moment.
want to emphasize really from the start that thinking isn't a problem in meditation. Sometimes we might think, oh, my mind's wandering, I'm lost in thought, I'm not having a good meditation or even I'm not a good meditator. But really the mind is just doing what it's in a way been trained to do. It's kind of what it's habituated to do. And so we're just noticing that. If you notice that your mind gets caught up in a lot of planning, you know, it's probably because there's a lot of planning going on in your mind at other times. Similarly with worry or with getting frustrated or annoyed or restless. So it's simply to notice with kindness and to just gently and kindly come back. The poet Dorothy Hunt says, Peace is this moment without judgment. This moment in the heart space where everything that is is welcome. Peace is this moment without judgment. This moment in the heart space where everything that is is welcome. like to finish off um, by sharing the message that um, that Rebecca sent. Some of you know Rebecca, some of you don't, but I think this is worth sharing as just as a, a little, perhaps even a little Dharma talk um, with a reading at the end. She says, hello friends, I want to share a few words with you in my absence. First to say I'm truly sorry I I'm unable to be together with you in person this weekend. The decision to not come was challenging and one I didn't take lightly. The main message I want to share is these teachings and practices are precious and they are the reason I remain emotionally well and feeling resilient in the face of an intense personal challenge. I share this with you as encouragement from my heart to yours. A few words about this challenge. About three years ago, I began to experience what's commonly referred to as sciatica. sciatica. It's when tissue from discs in between the vertebrae in the spine squish beyond the normal shape, like mushing a jelly donut. It's quite graphic. And press on major nerves that travel from the spinal column down the legs into the feet. Since then, I've been to hundreds of physical therapy appointments, massage therapy, chiropractic, and acupuncture treatments, plus several other healing modalities, and ultimately back surgery last July. The short of it, this has been life-changing. The expression, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade, succinctly sums up the way I aspire to living as well as possible with this experience. Ultimately, our lives are made up of moment-by-moment experience. 
even when the pain level goes up, I'm able to handle this, this moment. As I've discovered firsthand, thinking about the future is where I lose connection and things get hard and feel unmanageable. What if this never resolves? What if it will be this way for the rest of my life? What if I have to go through surgery again? What if, what if? I end up feeling tight, scared, sad, sometimes hopeless. The suffering of this brings me back into presence. In this moment, I really am okay. Lots of strong stabbing sensation, burning. Not great, not easy, but yes, I am okay. I remember the truth that all things will change. I can count on that. This truth of the laws of life, as beautifully handed down to us over a hundred generations, relaxes me, brings ease. And I come back home to trusting and appreciating the gems of the Dharma, or the teachings, of knowing the truth of how things are. Then I can appreciate other things and I am grateful for, be able to both be with this challenge and enjoy life in the same breath. I'm a slow learner. I've been at this since 1993 when I read my first life-changing Dharma book by Charlotte Joko Beck, um, who's a Zen teacher. Here's what I can say for sure. The message I want to leave you with is Trust and come home into your body, into your heart, however it is right now. Ask, am I okay in this moment? What would serve now? Invite your deepest wisdom to come into awareness, mind, heart, body, rest in it. Draw upon the teachings, teachers, and ultimately the well of life within you. I'll leave you with the Dalai Lama's potent encouragement that I draw strength from. It's called Never Give Up. This is His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. Never give up, no matter what is going on. Never give up. Develop the heart. Too much energy in your country is spent developing the mind instead of the heart. Develop the heart. Be compassionate, not just to your friends, but to everyone. Be compassionate. Work for peace in your heart and in the world. Work for peace, and I say again, never give up. No matter what is happening, no matter what is going on around you, never give up. So we just sit quietly for a minute again.